0: Tomorrow is a huge day for the country. Super Saturday, um, the Vaxathon will be held and lots of different pop up locations around getting people vaxxed. That's the key message, of course. The Prime Minister would, uh, is hoping that 100,000 people will turn out to do just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a person we've had on the show before who is just an expert in the field of vaccines is a vaccinologist, Helen Petoussis Harris. She's very much uh, instrumental in Super Saturday, joins us now. Hello there, Professor. How are you?
1: a little bit sunny today <laughs> <laughs>
0: good 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 how, how do you think things are progressing uh, you know as a as a whole overall where would you put it
1: um, I'm I'm really impressed I, I I know I've been quite critical earlier on I think you know things that could have been done weren't being done it was all very frustrating but now um, I'm seeing this remarkable turnaround and and things that were not going so well um, are going swimmingly well so I think that's a a positive a really positive shift
0: gut feel Helen where do you think we will end up in terms of a percentage of our country being vaccinated two shots
1: I I think we can get over 90 do you um I do um, but um, I'm not sure, I'd like to see it go much higher than that um, and I think that's just, you know, that'll be incrementally um, more effort required to get there but um, certainly I think you know, we can be one of the better performers internationally I think at this point, what I'm seeing
0: Right, we've got really low rates in the Maori and uh, Pacific communities uh, Why is that and what are we doing about it?
1: So I think the reason why they're low is because the you know the activities that needed to happen much earlier on didn't. and I, I think um, that was frustrating. But um over the last few days, those rates have been rocketing and in fact on a much steeper trajectory upwards than the rest, you know other groups. So um, and that's that thanks to a lot of kind of a lot of local efforts and collaborations that have enabled that to happen. So, that's also really, um, really pleasing to see.
0: Do we need to think about our disabled community and is anything being done for them in regards to Super Saturday?
1: Yeah, there is, and um, there's been a lot more movement too in, in addressing the needs of people with disabilities, also people, uh, yeah, and that's uh, also pleasing to see because you've got to think about people um, physically accessing services but also um, other support that might be needed. So more movement there as well which is really good.
0: Helen you know there was a bit of discussion uh, yesterday about a certain mayor that's waiting for a certain vaccine that doesn't want to take the Pfizer one. why, why Why in your view would she be holding off? Is there something we don't know is the other one that she's referring to more effective in your view or is that just kind of nonsense really?
1: Yeah, that's nonsense. Um, the other one looks really good, by the way. Mm. <laughs> right. No problems with the vaccine. Mm. Um, but I, I really do think that that's a... Um, I mean, I've seen sort of these kind of people shift with that. The, the, the thing is, they don't want a vaccine full stop. Um, and the other vaccine looks fine. We don't know anywhere near as much about it as we do this one. It's only been used in a few tens of thousands of people. This is hundreds of millions. So... Um, I think we, we we know what we've got. It's really effective. It's got a really good safety profile. So um, why wait for something that, um, you know, is less known?
0: Mm. And what about the effect it has on one's DNA? There's so much speculation about it. Does the, does the vaccine at all affect our DNA?
1: No, it can't. It has no sort of, n- no capability of doing that. It doesn't actually get anywhere near your DNA. Um, and if it could, it, it it doesn't have the capability to to meddle with it anyway. So that that's just a a rumor. Um, I think that needs dispelling. It, it 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 can't happen.
0: I read somewhere we may have spoken to you a couple of months ago on this, but I'd love you to refresh my memory and hopefully it will um, you know be responded to by our listeners. In regards, we have a we have a whole bunch of texts coming here, Helen on. Uh, baby fetuses being used for vaccines. Can you can you give us the story about that again? Because it does put a lot of people off. That so can you give us the rundown on that?
1: Um, I guess there's, there's there's two issues there. There's there's some vaccines that that um, developed um, way back in the in the 1960s. Um, that particularly if we think about the rubella vaccine, mm. where um, the virus was isolated. Rubella virus from a, a fetus that was um, aborted, and there's a cell line that's a, like an immortal cell line that is as a human cell line that has also derived from um, from fetus that was aborted. Um, so those cells derived in the 60s and uh, some in the 1970s are used um, to to produce um, some of these vaccines on. Not not this fact not COVID vaccines, but The other issue I think people need to understand is that these cell lines have been used in the development, not even the manufacture, but the development, you know, the the science behind it. Uh, For just about every medicine that we have, there's almost no medicines um, that haven't in some way used human cell lines because when you're looking to make a medicine for a human, you've got to use human cells. So... um, there's no, there's no, um, no cells at all in this vaccine of any kind.
0: Very good. And what, what's the message finally that you would like to get out there to people um, on the eve of Super Saturday?
1: Uh, doing the fun. It, it looks, it looks amazing. Um, and it's a bit. It does hark back to the telephones of of old times. <laughs> and I think you know, if you you know, if, if you're going to get a vaccine, it looks like tomorrow's the, um, the day to get it because you know you might even get I
0: don't know there's all these giveaways and things yeah. from entertainment. <laughs> that's very true I hey, look do you mind us asking a couple of questions off the text for you because it's great to have an expert like you yeah. on the show particularly on the eve of a very important day so there's one here Helen it says why is the UK only giving one dose to 12 to 15 year olds they say one jab is safer than two for this age group do you know
1: yeah, you know, I think that is uh, something that is a very reasonable consideration um, and it might be something that New Zealand um, considers as well. Uh, so that's, yeah, I, I have an argument with that. Um, I think that's fair that's call. But they also have, have to be balanced against, um, ag- against the amount of information we know about giving just one dose and how protective that is.
0: Right, and can you please ask Helen about her position on making the COVID vaccine mandatory for certain groups? Oh, that's a curly one yeah. for you. But what, what do you what do you think about that?
1: Well, I, I think, and this isn't a new thing, um, requiring people to, in some particular occupations, to to be vaccinated because it minimises the risks to others, and uh, I think that that makes sense. I mean, if you were, you know, if you were an elderly person. Uh, in, in, in care, you wouldn't, I think you wouldn't want the, the the people looking after you not to have received a vaccine. I think that sort of goes, with, you know, with, for example, influenza and things like that as well, where we're trying to protect more, you know, more than just that individual. So, uh, you know, I think that makes perfect sense. I, I've got no argument with that.
0: Helen, great to have you on the show. All the very best for tomorrow. Thank you very much for your time.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Helen Patusas harris vaccinologist, Super Saturday tomorrow. Big day.